Hi, Soulish fam. It's so good to see you guys again. Can you believe that this is the last week of the Summer of Soulish series? I cannot believe it. We have had an additional amazing guest, Anuvino, Milo Adorno, Victoria Niels, and now this week we have Andrew Rowe. I hope that you have been enjoying these last couple weeks, same as I have. It's just been amazing. Um, from just even from the beginning of June and all those guests that we had, and now this this past month, it's been amazing. And I hope that you've gotten as much out of it as I have. This has been so transformational for me to have these conversations conversations with these amazing, amazing people that love people that are living their life um, with integrity, honoring, you know, their journey and their process and sharing that with us. It's just been like words just don't even don't even express how I feel about what this the past eight weeks have been. And I'm so excited for this week's episode with Andrew Rowe. I had met him through uh, one of my mutual friends on Instagram um, that knew him and had posted, um, reposted something with him. And I just fell in love instantly with his heart. And you will understand why as soon as you meet him, if you haven't already. Andrew Rowe is this container. I don't even know how to describe him in words. He is a container that literally has this, I mean, his energy just through, like went through the computer to me. And I just felt so enveloped in his love, in his peace, in his joy. And it was such a beautiful conversation with him about limiting beliefs and finding inner freedom and healing. And this is what he specializes in. He's actually a limiting beliefs expert and prides himself on being able to help his clients identify their limiting beliefs and understand and then shift and change them. And he has this way of doing it that is so specific per person, but he, he understands in a very deep way, and I won't ruin it for you, but he has been through some ish. <laughs> He's been through a lot of ish. And so he gets it. He gets to the core of like the humiliation and the shame of, of something that you have done. You know, he, he understands and is well acquainted with suffering. He's well acquainted with shame and guilt and grief and sorrow and all of that. And so he is uniquely able to bring people through their ish and shift, transmute, change, and literally get launched into your purpose, your vision, your dreams, your destiny, whatever you believe and align with. He, he is amazing at what he does. And I haven't even personally worked with him. Just talking with him one-on-one -on -one was life-changing. So like, I'm so excited for you guys and this episode. Oh, like, I hope that you have just been eating up every single episode. And I hope that you have really, really gotten something very, very um, special out of this summer series. That was my heartbeat behind it. This is the last episode of the Summer of Soulish, and I'm so excited that Andrew Rowe gets to close out this series. He is a beautiful, beautiful human being, um, and I'm going to keep this man close because he is just precious. Um, so I hope that you enjoy this episode. It's going to be amazing, and I, I lost it like in the first five minutes. I mean, he just like his, yeah, 
I, I'm sure you'll feel exactly what I was feeling. So enjoy this episode. I will see you guys next time. Love you all. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew, so much for being on this Soulish podcast. It's been such a long time coming. I've been like just waiting <laughs> for today. So I'm so excited to have you on because you are a limiting beliefs um, expert and you are so, so just, I don't know how you weave truth into just every little fiber of like what makes us up you know, what could maybe be a hindrance or a block and you are masterful. I think that's the word I was looking for. You're masterful at what you do and, and it reaches everybody. It's, it's like, it's so specific yet you have such a broad net that you cast that it's like, it can be relatable to everybody. It's applicable to everybody. Everybody struggles with limiting beliefs in some form or fashion, but I just love the way that you put it and you have like the best energy. I could go on and on and on and on and on. Oh. <laughs> but um, I just, I have so much love and respect for you. And I'm just so excited to share you with the Soulish community. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a, yeah, such a nice little thing to do on a Saturday evening in London. I'm really, really appreciative. So, and your smile is amazing. Oh my God, please enjoy <laughs> that smile. It's such a good smile. Thank you. Thank Beautiful. you. I'm just happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I, I wanted to ask a little bit of background on you, if that's okay, of like, yeah. how did you get into this work? What wow. led you to this? <laughs> Big question. I'm sorry. That's a, that's a massive question. <laughs> uh let's see how can I say that in a nutshell um I trained to be an actor that was always my path I always love acting still do I have an agent all that kind of stuff but um in 2012 um I my mum was diagnosed with cancer um she survived it's all good but my mum was diagnosed with cancer and I started hitting drugs quite hard I was already hitting drugs quite hard but I got into drugs really deep deeply for the wrong reasons at that time um, and then when I took all of those drugs, it got to a point where I ended up actually having a drug-induced psychosis, which was actually my drug-induced spiritual awakening. Wow. But I was at uni. I was on my own. I didn't know anything that was going on with me. Like I was hearing voices, like I was seeing like auras. I was, you know, it was I got very intense very quickly. Um, talking about hell and the idea of hell, like I definitely felt like I went to hell or like my conditioned belief of what hell would be like. Um, I guess for me, hell is just like in your head, if you're really in your head all the time and you're just worrying all the time about everything. And I got to a place where I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know. I couldn't look at people in the eyes. I was like paranoid. I couldn't leave my house. Um, it got very, very bad, but I dealt with it all on my own. I probably should have been sectioned in all honesty, but then in some ways I'm glad I wasn't because then they would have just pumped me with drugs and that would have been a <clears throat> terrible thing. Um, and so then I kind of went on this kind of spiritual journey because I thought I was evil, like straight up. I thought I was evil. I thought I was a devil. I thought I was a demon. I thought I was a bad person. I'm like deeply, deeply believed those beliefs, wow. even though I had no, no beliefs really to prove it. But it's just because of these drugs and because of, um, well, just some really mad stuff that happened to me. And I will say mad. Normally I say magical, but this was definitely not magical. I guess it was magical because it brought me where I am today but um yeah so then 
I met my partner and that was a really lovely thing. And then we went away to Thailand. And then when we were in Thailand, we went to yoga retreat. And the yoga retreat, I met this girl called Alana and we got along really well. She's an actress from London as well, my age. And she really helped me on my journey. She gave me a Reiki session, my first Reiki healing. And it was really profound. And, and then that was when I started getting into cards and what it was to read like angel cards. And then I went to another retreat at her mom's house in Menorca and then her mom's a reader. And she gave me a reading and said, you're so special. And I sort of like broke, broke that client crying because I was still like, I'm evil, I'm a bad person, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And then so just progressively, I started to unravel this idea of where, because why am I a bad person? Where does that come from? And from a lot of religious conditioning because of a gay man, I thought like, you know, it's evil to be gay, yada, yada, yada. And then I then started, I got Reiki um, attuned and I started doing Reiki and I was like, oh, I really like this. I really love, ever since a kid, I've always really loved the idea of energy and playing with energy and being like, I used to like talk to the moon as a child and all these kind of weird things. And, um, and so I was like, this is great. Like I'm so into magic and, now it's actually happening I can actually experience magic Mm -hmm. um and then a lot of people just kind of guided me you know this girl my one of my really closest friends from high school who is now a shaman very successful shaman in England uh Gabriella she's amazing follow her I'll send you her details she's amazing thank you um but she um did a shamanic healing on me and she said you're stuck between two worlds on you're on a tightrope and you can either go into the magical world or go back to the world that you were at where do you want to go and I was like I want to go there and so thus I put that action step to just not worry about what people think about my spirituality and so to like really embody like buying angel cards getting into crystals starting to do readings getting really realizing I'm really good at readings and then I just started to train in other modalities oneness theta healing and all those things and I was like oh, okay like I'm I'm loving this. These are my people. I'm really enjoying it. And then after I gave healings, they're like, wow, that's, that was a really high level healing for someone who's just, you know, just trained. And I said, okay, thank you. And then it just kind of, you know, I trained last year in this modality and um, my oneness practice as well. And then just fast forward a year later and I'm like fully booked until August. Um, And I'm just absolutely loving life because I'm helping so many people and my you know my divine timing is to guide people back to the essence of love I just want everyone to remember that they are love at core and no matter what they've done no matter what they've experienced it doesn't take that away and that's the kind of work I do I help pull away all of those layers so that they remember who they really are at core trying not to cry right now (laughs) I'm like totally tearing up. You have such an energy about you that is so healing and is just also really penetrating. Like I'm feeling it over here. I'm trying not to cry. (laughs) Oh man, Andrew, I can't imagine actually believing like I'm, I'm evil. Like what a shift, what a shift that you made, you know? from thinking you're the lowest of the low slash like a prowler, you know, someone that's like going after people to rip them apart and kill them. And then here you are literally on the opposite end, like connecting people to the oneness factor and the love that they have at the core. And here you are healing people. (laughs) And I think that was my divine timing. I had to go through that drug and juice psychosis for me to 
understand the density and darkness. So I understand it very well and I'm accustomed to it in order to go back to the light. It was almost like it was my, my test in order to see how, how willing, I always think it's like, how willing am I to return back to the light, right? And I, and I proved that I was very willing and I wanted to. Um, and it just, yeah, it just really made me feel like, wow, the, the challenge that I've overcome was such a big challenge, yet there's so many other people with their own challenges that always, yeah. and that's all we're doing is we're just trying to remember that we're love, yet we keep forgetting. And, you know, whenever I think about like serial killers or, or pedophiles or, or whatever they, they, they are, and I've always had a fascination of them when I was a child, um, not because I was fascinated by their gruesome murders, I was fascinated by what made them do what they did. And it's like every single one has a same link that they were sexually abused as children. They were neglected as children, right? L when the absence of love creates quote unquote evil, evil doesn't exist. It's just the absence of love. Yeah. So therefore spending time really getting acquainted with love and acquainted with ourselves in such a way that we don't look away from suffering or we don't look away from pain. We don't look away from you know hurt or unhealed wounds it's actually looking at it and loving it right that transmutes it love transmutes everything yeah. and the more we can tap into that the more our lives will change and yeah i i had was a very angry 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 kid and just transmuting out of that anger but understanding why that anger was there in the first place and i think understanding our emotions is so important yeah definitely hit the nail on the head Earlier, we were talking kind of offline around um, limiting beliefs and just some of the things people feel like, like that they're unable to tap into their intuition. They're unable to tap into even maybe just spirit, God, universe, source. Um, what, what are some examples that you have of, of people that have maybe clients that have struggled with that? And maybe what are some tips or advice that you have for people that are listening that this is so full this is that. such a, a full circle moment well full circle just a really nice synchronicity because my client this morning we were looking at her intuition and why she wasn't trusting her intuition and we figured that um she was in a shop when she was a child with her father lost her father and then decided to walk home because it was only a five minute walk and when she got home the mom said where's your dad and she just was like oh, well, he's coming or whatever. And then the dad said, oh, I've lost, I've lost so-and-so, I've lost so-and-so. Um, and then mom said, no, no, she's here. And then the dad scolded her and shouted at her and got angry at her. And so then we understood at that moment, she was like, my intuition isn't safe. When I follow my intuition, I get hurt. When I follow my intuition, I receive pain, right? And it's, so it's fine. Yeah, I know, mind blown, right? Such a big moment. Um, and then also helping her understand why her father reacted this way because as the inner child she doesn't understand she thinks she's done something wrong but now as the adult she knows that her father was just scared was just afraid and was afraid that he was going to fail as a father you know you lose your child that's a big failure within yourself right yeah <clears throat> so that's um an example of that and i would say whenever people have issues around trusting god um universe source and interestingly enough with my clients i actually get them to test I trust God and I trust universe because they'll say I trust the universe, but they don't trust God, but they're one of the same. So if you don't trust God, you're still negating some energy of universal source energy. And that usually is due to like social conditioning around what God means, 
right? That God is going to punish you. One of the big ones is like, there's all this suffering in the world. So why is God not doing anything about it? But like, God's got nothing to do with the suffering in the world. This is our own making of humans trying to learn and grow. And if people are suffering dearly and deeply, on some level, their soul has chosen that to experience something, right? I always give this to my clients and say, the boy who washed up dead um, during the refugee crisis, it was horrible. He was the poster boy and created the movement for the refugee crisis movement. And if this kid never existed, you know, there'll probably be another soul that incarnated, but that soul chose to experience that to then create this movement. So rather than us seeing like so much suffering around us, we can be like, wow, so the, the suffering at the moment is the only way for humans to wake up and start doing something, right? So mm -hmm. it's got nothing to do with God. God's not just like pointing his fingers. So I'd say like that is just to look around your conditioned beliefs around that. Oh, that's so good. There's so much in there. <laughs> I'm like, where do I go? <laughs> I'll let you drink some water. Um, I think it's really interesting, just that concept, because I think I've always definitely for sure asked that question, because I've watched my dad who got in a car accident when I was four, and he was the passenger and blew a disc. And it was like, I think a year before his first surgery, which was just a temporary solution. Um, and then when I was like 13, he got his second surgery, which was more of a final like fusion steel cage around the spine, like that whole bit. Um, but I watched my dad suffer for the majority of my childhood and junior high, high school, college. And I still watch him suffer to some extent to this day. Mm -hmm. He's never fully recovered. He's never fully healed. But what I never understood was I would watch him in church, lay his hands on people, including people that had similar issues to him and they would get healed. Yet my dad would go right back home, right back to the bed, suffer, sleep for the rest of the week because he can't sleep when he's in pain. So he's getting like 15 minutes at a time of sleep because he's suffering so bad. And that's, that's that. And I just for years was like, I don't get you God. Like, how can you do that? I feel like that's cruel that mm -hmm. you would like allow him to be able to be an instrument or a conduit of healing. And yet he can't live a healed life. Like that's so fucked up, you know, is what I always thought. Um, and I've just kind of have come to that same conclusion of like, I think my dad chose this life. He chose, he, he may not know it, but he chose to incarnate and to suffer in this way. And he is the biggest, most loving teddy bear on the planet. And he just embodies that. He embodies healing and love for people, but not for himself. And there's something to that for him. I'm not obviously going to analyze your father, but there's some stuff that's coming up. So I just want to share. No, no. Um, Go ahead. So the back is all about support. And so whenever we injure our back, we don't feel supported in some way. And it's interesting that he's giving out all his energy to support others. But how is he not supporting himself? And so it's about, I, for me, what's coming up within him is like, he doesn't know how to find the balance. It's almost like I need to give all of my soul to others so that I have no more left for myself. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so it's this energy that he, that, yeah, you know, suffering is a choice. We choose to suffer. And so like, if he's, <coughs> if he's suffering on some level, you know, I slipped my disc last year and I was out for nine months and it's this thing of like, well, what am I trying to learn? You know? Like, 
well, I wanted a break from work, so I chose to injure my back, you know what I mean? So it's like, what is he trying to learn? And, and there is, that it is, you know, if he can do, you know, spontaneous healings on people, then that is possible within himself. But he has right. so many belief systems that are preventing him from getting to that point. You know what I mean? Yep. And after years of identifying, right? I think that's also something that a lot of people struggle with is they end up identifying with the limiting belief, right? Because it becomes core. So for whatever my dad believes or whatever, I think sometimes we identify with the pain so much that it becomes- It becomes us. It becomes yeah. us, we become yeah. it. And then we have no issue with that. We have issues with external things, but yeah. this now becomes who we are. Yeah, and we're afraid to let go of that identity. And we yeah. also have to look at what is, what am I gaining from being in this suffering? Am I getting attention? Am I having my, am I being validated and seen? And am I afraid that if I lose this suffering, I won't yeah. have that anymore? You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Because it's the victim, right? And that's, I think, a part of the victim mentality is that the attention we get and we receive feels validating, feels affirming. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, but if I, if I take off the narrative or I take off the story of woe is me or poor me, or I'm so, you know, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that, then, then what are we? It's me. Yeah, yeah, I've struggled yeah. with that. <laughs> I'm acquainted with that one. <laughs> yeah, that's so crazy. Um, how how does someone work backwards out of like a core belief like that that identifies them? What are some steps that you have? <laughs> I would say first, like identify how is this belief serving you that's what I do always with my clients is when we find the bottom belief it's like why are you holding on to this belief what are you gaining from it because we don't hold on to things unless we're, we're getting something from it right so for example if you have this belief um I'm not worthy of love how's that serving you to say that you're not worthy of love what are you getting from that oh I get validation from others when I complain about my love life or I um uh protect myself from other people saying that I'm not lovable. So it's easier to just say, I'm not worthy of love. Do you know what I mean? And so you start really unpicking. And I always say like, be the detective of your life. And mm -hmm. so like start to be in, in, investigate, be curious rather than being like accusatory, rather being like the judge, be the detective and start just digging in and seeing what can you find? What is, where are the breadcrumbs leading you to? Because once you find out what the gains are and then what the lessons are from those beliefs, the beliefs will already start to shift. This is why I do with my clients. The beliefs start to shift. And then we do with the energy healing and shift everything through God, universal source energy. But that will already start to move things over. But first of all, you need to start identifying and understanding that you do have belief systems that are programmed and that are preventing you from expanding because we're all limitless beings of light. Every single one of us on this planet but some of us are more stuck in our humanness than others. And we just need to be able to know that we've come here to have a human experience. We've not come here to suffer. That's an illusion. You know what I mean? Yep. That's so good. Mm. So you fully believe in reincarnation in your work? I believe, well, reincarnation is a funny word, isn't it? I just think that we have constant, like, yeah we we live different lives like i have so many parallel lives going on at the same time like multiverse theory um very very much based in physics and there is definitely 
a high, 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 well, incredibly high percent chance that there is a, a universe out there which is like the same as here, but maybe you're wearing a red, you know, top and I'm wearing like a t-shirt. Do you know what I mean? And like just something's just a little bit different. Um, so yeah, I definitely think that we've all had, and I've, I've tapped into it when I work with my clients and they might be like, oh, I don't know where this belief goes. And I'm like, oh, okay, past life, you were da 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 you know, there's sometimes uh, some beliefs around like being afraid to be a healer and everything. And that's probably because you were shamed. I normally see people in stocks and like being thrown at. Sometimes you were killed. That's a little bit more brutal. Um, so, yeah, definitely believe in past lives. Definitely believe that, you know, we're connected on all levels. We're multidimensional beings for sure. That's really cool. Um, this question came to me because I'm sort of new to this whole world of um, yeah. metaphysics and all of that. But is it possible for you to be influenced or affected in any way by the other lives that you're simultaneously living? Like, can you be that connected that you could be feeling things off of those other lives or is it a little more separate from that? You can definitely a hundred percent have belief systems connected from past lives. A hundred percent where you're like, I have no idea where this is coming from. Like, where's my fear of water coming from? Oh my God, I drowned when I was six years old. Do you know what I mean? It's like, okay, so now I've got a fear of water's dangerous because I died, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. yes, definitely. Um, and you can also tap into like your skills and gifts in your lives, right? It's, this, it's not just all bad. You can just tune in and be like, right, okay, so I just want to know a past life where I was really good at, I don't know, archery I don't know I'm thinking of archery uh and then you just see if and you have any past lives and it's it's about trusting I think that's the biggest thing is like a lot mm. of people be like well you're making it up it's like how do you know I'm making it up like I'm just trusting what comes to me and that's it it's intuition you when I'm reading people and doing work with them I just try the more you trust the more you're in the flow the more you're in just this beautiful and energy so yeah, definitely can definitely be impacted by your past lives. That's really cool. And also, can you be impacted by the lives that are simultaneously happening like now in this moment, not so much past, but maybe present I, future? Okay, sorry, I, miss, I misunderstood you. No, 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 you're good. Um, no, I don't think so. I think the power for what I'm just being shown by my guides right now is it's just a different avenue, a different route but you don't get affected by it. Does that Got make sense? It. Yep. I just was wondering, cause I know like we're so connected cause we're energy, we're spirit. So um, with living multiple existences at the same time, like simultaneously and past and future and all that is like, dang, how connected are we <laughs> to solve this? <laughs> I just need more things to blame. That's all I'm trying to get at Andrew. Right. <laughs> you can connect to your future lives too which is a really cool thing so like you know if you want to do like oh um i want to connect to you know whitney who has like um a sellout podcast on apple and blah, blah 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 and whatever you can be like okay i want to connect to this person because that person exists and then you can be like what do i need to do in order to get to that you know what i mean be yeah. curious start to play around you know i i tuned into my future self around success and the first thing that came was like do not doubt yourself 
whatever you do, do not doubt yourself. That is going to slow you down by years. Just constantly trust yourself. Even if people say you're wrong, just trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so good. So you started coaching a couple years ago. Like you started your business a couple years ago, right? Yeah, like a year. Do you know when I started my business? Like yeah. properly, like <laughs> when, like I took it seriously. I started in February. Shut up. I love that. I love that. I started in February and then out of so many synchronicities, uh, like in February, I booked like 45 clients. And yeah, I have, I think, 120 clients since February. That makes me so happy. That's so cool. (laughs) I'm like, tell me, tell me right now. Yesterday? (laughs) No, not possible. You're too cool for that. Um, That is so cool. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. That means it's like such an alignment for you this year. That is so cool to hear. I love that. And that's so encouraging too, because it's like when you're following your passion, when you're authentically living your true self, you're tapped in, you're connected. Look what happens. You follow your passion and boom you know you touch you touched on something so important it's authenticity like i live and breathe authenticity i'm yes, i am do. myself and i'm silly and ridiculous and i love that and that's what makes me me and not everyone is going to be me everyone's going to have their own authenticity but it took me a while to get to that you know like and i think that's the thing is yeah i started my business in february and it's doing very very well but the process to get there has been, as I said, you know, with the spiritual awakening, it's been an arduous task of deconditioning, learning, regrowing, learning to trust myself, accepting myself, which is always still something that you can always work on. Um, so yeah, yeah. Authenticity key, be authentic in everything you do. That's so cool. But to be, you know, acquainted with your suffering and your process and to go to such depths of, I guess you could say darkness. It's like you basically learned how to take other people through that because you yeah. know what it's like. Yeah, You've been there. Yeah. You know what? I had this client, <clears throat> which was really interesting. And he had exactly the same thing that happened to him, but it happened to me. But him, it was wow. with a Ouija board and he was like doing some weird stuff. And then he was and we, he had, and we shifted some really deep beliefs. And after that, he stopped working with me. Um, I don't know, like, you know, sometimes it can be a bit intense and whatever, and you're going yeah. through your own process. But even just that, I was like, oh my God, thank you universe for sending me this person. Because like, I know exactly, exactly what this person's belief are. And now that's so wrong. And like the voice that's telling you you're X, Y, and Z. And it's just like your ego trying to crush you, you know? Um, and yes, yeah. And I think also, you know what helped me a lot being an actor, because as an actor, you have to be really in touch with your emotions and feelings and understand the character's emotion and journey. And so when I'm tuning into my clients, you know, it is it really helps to understand that using. So, yeah, interestingly, although I'm not acting at the moment, I'm still using all my skills within. Yeah, it's just like perfectly. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. perfectly packaged so good um we were talking to earlier um offline about religion and how that plays a part in um just our understanding of what's possible or how the world works like for me growing up 
totally all about like heaven and hell, good and evil, you know, angels and demons, sin, no sin, um, or righteousness, sin, righteousness. And, and there was always just that really strong duality. Um, and I know like there's been a lot of different beliefs that I've struggled with or just around like shame, like the shame and honor culture is a real thing. Um, what are some things like, do you, I don't know if you work with people that have religious backgrounds, but I know like kind of that concept of God can be difficult, right. To work through. Yeah, definitely. Well, as a gay man, obviously I have my own story around God and feeling like, you know, I was, I was Christian and did my first communion and then started hearing like that God doesn't like gays. And I'm like, Oh, wait, I like men, what's going on? And then like being told that what you are is wrong and then whole thing with my mom and stuff. So I've had my own fair share of, of worries around, around God and, and religion and the conditions that we are put under. Right. And this idea that like, we need to suffer and then we need to um, repent our sins and it's wrong to do X, Y, and Z. And then you have sexual shame and shame around yeah. sex and what does sex even mean? And like, should I be doing it? Should I even be masturbating? Like all of these really things, which is just crazy. Like we're just meant to be having a, a really enjoyable experience, like a, a sensory experience. Um, so I think, you know, around around my clients and whenever they have like things with, with God, it's like, I trust God, no, or, um, uh, I am evil so I have a lot of clients who have that or I'm bad I'm a bad person because we're told we're bad right we're told right. that we sinned and that we're bad and that you know Jesus took away our sins and it's like whoa that's really disempowering in some ways to say that someone else took away our sins and took away our suffering it's like I can I can do that myself but I always I always see religion as a metaphor for within our own lives right i yeah. totally believe in jesus love jesus christ consciousness um ascended master forgiveness i call him like he is so good with forgiveness um but he's not the only ascended master like there are more than one ascended masters um and he's an ex uh, a good explanation of like enlightenment of just living true embodiment of love and you know this idea of him being crucified and still being able to forgive the people who crucified yeah. him is ultimate forgiveness and that's yeah. such a beautiful lesson for us to learn that like yeah. oh okay what our spouse um cheated on us uh, we find that difficult to forgive yet jesus was crucified and was still able to forgive it's like let's put things into yeah. perspective so that's a really beautiful thing and i think also you know religion with this idea of heaven and hell yeah it definitely is from a place of controlling um and it was created at a time where there was a lot of unrest and it was a good way of controlling you know, people because you know thou shalt not kill yeah that's really important because if, if we don't have that everyone's going to start killing each other you know so there's yeah. that control was needed whereas now within the spiritual awakening when people are waking up it's like actually no you know what like i'm going to take my own perspective on this my own perspective on what is being said not to read everything by the line by the line you know because if you start to read the bible by the line there's so many things that you cannot be doing, you know, like mm -hmm. loads and loads of things that you should not be doing. And yeah. it's interesting how religion, religious fanatics, like, you know, Westboro Baptist Church, choose to pick out certain little things, mm -hmm. you know, like yep. 
it's just it, and that's that's so sad because they're actually going against everything that god is if you have any hate towards anyone whether their religion whether their sex whether their gender whether their sexuality whatever it is hate yeah. does not exist in god so if any religious congregation is preaching that that is not god right. that's ego straight up yep because god is love therefore there's no one that god doesn't love um there's there's nothing that that you can do that could ever separate you from god and and i think like that's something too that i've I've just come to like really honestly, truly believe. Like, I think I thought it, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing can separate me from the love of God, right? That's verse. But then when you actually live it, it everything then has to kind of submit to that, mm-hmm. right? Which mm-hmm. then really changes things around limitations or inadequacies or any of those areas. Whenever we're in the energy of lack or scarcity, we're just moving away from our true essence of love. And the more we just tune into that essence, which is us, we're God, right? God is yeah. God is me and you, God is me and I am God. There you go. God <laughs> is me and I am God, yes. Um, yes. Yeah, so there's this thing like, we are like these amazing beings. And I mean, if we knew, knew what we were capable of, you know, manifestation is a very big thing at the moment. Everyone loves this manifestation thing. And I'm, I love manifesting and it's such a beautiful thing. And we can literally have anything that we want as long as it's placed, coming from a place of love and compassion and goodness, not like, oh, I want world domination. But we yeah. can have anything that we want. The only thing that's limiting us is our belief systems around it, you know? Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question around that? I think... Um a lot of times with manifesting, like we always talk about manifesting a relationship, abundance, you know, we want these things. Do you feel like manifestation may not so much be an outside process of you sending out? Cause I've always heard of like, send out your intention and then it'll come back to you. You know, <laughs> is it more of just like clicking into alignment of that thing? Like literally just believing this is meant for you and it will benefit you and others. And you know, and that you're worthy of it? Is it just a matter of that? And then it just kind of naturally is attracted to you? I love that. And I'm totally on board with alignment. I think that's key. Like you get into alignment to become the vibrational frequency of what you want. And so like, if you want, I don't know, like more clients for your business, become that vibrational frequency. What do you have to do to be so open and be at service to others and, you know, always that's, I always say to my clients, it's always come from a place of service. As long as it's coming from a place of service, love and compassion, the universe will always provide, always. If it's coming from a place of ego, like I need to have more clients because I need to prove to my parents that I can survive as a energy healer, whatever. Then it's like, well, the universe is going to be like, well, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. We want you to do it for the right reasons, you know? So yeah, alignment is key. I think you definitely, you, you put out your intention like, and a very, very clear intention of exactly what you want. And then you put in all the action steps to make that happen. Sometimes this thing is like, oh, I'm, I want to just, yeah, you can manifest things like that. But like, 
also, you know, within your business, for example, if you want to manifest things in your business, don't just sit on your ass and don't do anything. Like get there, get active, message people, yeah. get into the energy, the frequency of like networking and getting that energy moving because God, universe, source, energy can only do so much. It's not going to just drop it. Sometimes it does, but it's not going to just drop it on your plate. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yes, alignment. Basically, you have to like unlock slash open the door. You have to like actually, like it can't come in and be a part of your life if you have the doors locked, you know, the blinds <laughs> closed. You got to like actually open things up and start moving around, right? Yes. And I, when you said self-worth, like that is so key. Like if you do not yeah. think you're worthy, of receiving it you're not going to receive it so like always check like do you really believe that you're worthy of receiving x y and z because if you don't you're not going to receive it because you're not in energetic alignment on some level you don't think you're deserving of it so good andrew so good um i wanted to talk a little bit about how you work with energy because i know that's also a big part of it's kind of like a twofer mm. of like dealing with limiting beliefs and then moving the energy mm. out can you share a bit about that process because i want people to book you so that you're through the end of the year slash next year booked all the way through <laughs> so i, I want that. people to have an understanding of like what does it look like to work with you through that yeah, so I can give you like a quick like summary of like what it would look like to work with me. You'd come to a session saying that you're struggling with, say, self-worth. And then um, we have a quick conversation and then I scan your energy system to see what's going on around self-worth. And usually I'll either hear yourself talk or I'll hear something like a belief system around it or a memory will come through as well. That then takes us on like this nice little journey to bring you to that memory. Like remember that first time where you felt like you weren't worthy oh, my mother, she took away um, my sweets when I wanted my sweets. It can be so small. Yet when you're a child, it's such a big impact. Like that girl with the shopping thing, you know? Um, then once we find that, we then get to, we do something called digging. So we like dig, 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 dig to find what the bottom belief is. So like imagine you have all of these belief systems and the bottom belief is like, I'm not worthy of love, for example. But then when we find that bottom belief, I get you to muscle test. So muscle testing is a form of kinesiology. So basically it's like, imagine your body, you're standing and you're just, you say, yes, yes, yes. Your body moves forwards. No, no, no. Your body moves backwards. It's amazing. And it's a really great way to tap into your unconscious mind. Um, wow. So then the client gets to see it for their own eyes, right? It's not like, and it's not woo-goo, woo-goo. It's like, it actually works, right? And so they're like, okay, so I see this belief is what, is what it is. Then, like I said before, we look at the gains and what the lessons are from that, because then that connects the unconscious, the unconscious to the conscious, and they become one. And then you're like, oh, OK, that's why starting to release, release. Then I take my clients to like a meditation. We connect to universal source energy to this like white light, seventh plane. And then there, basically, I just say, can the universe download you with X, Y and Z? Is OK if the universe pulls, da, 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 da. And then it's just a journey. Like, I can't really explain what it is. It's just a journey of allowing me and universe to just flow into where it needs to go. We do inner child healing, um, some visualization around that as well, because the inner child needs so much healing as well. Um, and every, every time it's different. Sometimes I'm like singing in it because there's just something that comes through. Uh, sometimes I do light language. It really depends on what it, what, what comes through and then at the end we end the session and you muscle test again and nine times out of ten the belief has changed if it hasn't the session doesn't end until the belief has changed but it's so powerful 
because my clients then can they're already they can feel the shift they're like oh my god i feel so much lighter this is just amazing and then they go like they can test that belief system and then it's like oh my god it's shifted it's changed and so then on an energetic quantum level it's gone then it's all about mindset so then i give like tools to my clients on how to just make sure that that belief system doesn't come back through negative thinking right do you know what i mean yeah and yeah so that's my process holy crap i'm like you're booked through august <laughs> can i sneak in there somewhere <laughs> <laughs> so cool that's so amazing that it's so i'm gonna say this word wrong maybe inter integrative in integrative in integrative yeah in integrative integrative yeah. see i want to say it like you say it that's why i'm having a hard time <laughs> um but yeah it's so like just woven into every part of of someone so it's not just like at one level healing it's, it's like multi yeah. do you feel like that moment when they realize that the belief has shifted that that almost like reinforces the fact that they've shifted like for them knowing oh and my goodness and yeah it's so important for them to see see that sometimes I have like, do you want a muscle test? And they're like, no, I know that's gone. Like I can feel it. Um, and sometimes they're like, yeah, I'll muscle test. They're like, oh my God, that's crazy. Um, and sometimes when I'm doing the healing, like, you know, the belief won't go, right? And it won't shift. I'm like, okay, cheeky little one. So then I'm like, okay, so what is it that's not making you want to shift? And then, so then I ask questions within my head, like within my guides and stuff. I'm like, oh, okay your word of x y and z download it and then my clients are like how did you know that i was like because you want to let go of that belief and sometimes you have something around your ancestors so you want to let go of a belief but the ancestors are coming through and they're like no 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 you can't think that you're god because it's heresy and it goes against everything that we believe in you know what i mean so it's like this thing of like releasing all those beliefs from the ancestors and downloading the ancestors with new belief systems and i know it sounds like oh my god but surely this can't be it can't be that easy. And I did definitely think that I come from a very scientific background. My family are all like doctors um, and my father, my brother, and my grandfather. And so there's always been this thought in my head, like, oh, is this just like a ripoff? Am I just scamming people? Blah, blah, blah. But like just every single client I've had, my testimonials just are through the roof. And it also experiences on myself and how much I've changed. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it can seem almost too easy but then like who's to say that we're meant to it's meant to be hard yeah why, should, why do we why need it to be hard? be hard we don't yeah. we're limitless beings of light it can be like that we choose for it to be hard that's also a limiting belief that i work with my clients they're like i need to suffer in order to heal and stuff like that yeah i've i've had that with my clients as well of like um where they say like i'm meant to suffer i'm meant to experience this level of abuse and I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's like, that's not why you incarnated here. <laughs> but it's like, it's kind of um, the martyrdom, like, the you martyrdom. know, mentality. It's a real thing. It's definitely it's a, a real, real thing. thing. I think that's what my dad struggles with, to be honest. Because I think it's like self-sacrificial, right? Just sacrificing, sacrificing, sacrificing at and the expense of myself. Exactly. And this idea that we think we're, we're, we're humble and it's humbling us to do this. And actually, my my teacher said, I always would say, oh, actually, I want to be humble. And then she's like, you know, have you looked up in the dictionary what humble means? It means a low level of yourself. And it's like, actually, wait, wait, I don't want to be humble. Like, I don't want to, you know, 
let's find a different word for that because I don't want to be a low level of myself you know what I mean like I don't want to be yeah. like below others you know so I just try and say like what it feels like to be strong within calmness I think uh, in the bible it was like the meek will inherit the earth I don't know if meekness would technically be a better word for that I always look at meek as like timid not like I don't like me do you know what I get that from I get you you're giving me little shop of horse vibes the meek <laughs> shall inherit have you ever watched the little shop of horse <laughs> I was in that musical when I was in high school so that song just played immediately when you said that I was like you're making me no. giving me like street rap vibes where like all these poor people on the street that have no money and I'm like mm -mm, I'm not gonna be calling people <laughs> So, okay, meek, meek is not an alternative. We'll come up meek with another not, one. Not an alternative. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Um, Andrew, thank you so much for your time. I, I want people, so I'll have this in the show notes and everything of where to find you, but do you have any workshops coming up or where can people find you to book? Um, obviously you're on Instagram and I follow yeah. you and that will be in there in the show notes as well, but That's anything it. coming just, up? I work through Instagram mainly um you can go on my website which is andrew-row.co.uk uh, but i'm getting that rebuilt anyway um i am changing my prices on the first of june uh and they're doubling in price uh so yeah if you want to book a session book a session before well i mean if you're happy to pay the double price pay the double price i don't i'm paying the double price you worth it <laughs> i even dm'd you that i was like you're worth everybody <laughs> yeah, i really appreciate it um yeah so yeah, no, nothing. Like there's loads of things in the pipeline. I'm creating my line of meditations that I'm going to uh, yeah, sell. And then I'm creating a course, uh, which is a 21 day manifestation course with seven uh, live energy healings, um, which I'm also going to launch as well. But that's all like in the pipeline. So at the moment, all in the future. So exciting. <laughs> so exciting andrew thank you so much for your time and god we gotta have you back oh this was amazing and such a privilege to have you on and god i don't think i've ever teared up on a podcast like that before just instantly like the first couple sentences you say <laughs> just you're such a powerful powerful being and i just it's such a pr privilege and pleasure to spend time with you so i know that's why also you're booked out because who doesn't want to spend time with you <laughs> thank you so much i mean it's it. such a pleasure to be here honestly i really appreciate it thank you, thank you.